0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Mr. Greg Dickerson. How are you doing, sir?
1: Doing great, Michael. Good to see you.
0: We need to have a conversation about inflation. Uh, I actually see in the media and my data sources really two two tracks, and they are not close together. And frankly, one of them is probably going to be right, and the other one is spectacularly wrong. Right now, we have the camp led by Kathy Wood, Jeremy Siegel, Elon Musk, that basically says the fed needs to stop uh deflation and disinflation is around the corner Kathy wood in a twitter st- twitter tweet storm tweet storm over the weekend talked about uh 1921 where inflation apparently was negative 15% and um i i can't Im- can you imagine inflation going from what now 77 7 to negative just negative 77 do you see that as possible? But that's, that's what Kathy Wood is talking is she sees coming and coming quickly.
1: You know, that's hard to wrap your mind around. Um, I mean, we haven't seen it since then. And that was a very different time. And I saw, I saw her tweet, you know, talking about the roaring twenties. And again, she's just trying to keep capital from leaving and to keep it coming in. And I think it's a delusional tweet. I think that to me just showed desperation and desperation. delusion at a level we haven't seen out of her in a long time. Um, because, you know, she's just, she's, I'm telling you all my stuff, it's innovation. And as soon as it turns, you know, and all that, and I mean, she just, you know, it's just really interesting and wild, but to think that, I mean, we haven't, how is that possible? You know, I mean, you'd nah, have to yeah. completely shut the economy down in order for that to happen. And I mean, we didn't even have that in, you know, when the pandemic was happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got, we got one quarter or one, I think it was one quarter, like negative negative point eight or something when we shut the country down.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody was doing anything. So I mean, you'd have to have, I mean, what was happening then? I mean, come up with the Great Depression. And you know, so the so the real question is, is the Great Depression possible? No. I mean, it's just not even possible. I don't
0: yeah, I don't see she, in her tweet, her tweet storm, she talked about the, basically nineteen twenty-one. We go to disinflation, then we have the roaring twenties, then they raise rates and the Great Depression ensues. And she's like, That's what's gonna happen. We're we're on our way to the Great Depression. I'm like
1: Yeah, we've talked about that before. I just don't see that as, I mean, anything's possible, right? But you got to, what's realistic, what's likely? And I mean, we're just too, it's just too big of an economy. We're globally, globally connected, joined at the hip. I mean, again, you'd have to shut the world down for that to happen. And back then it was a very different environment, very different time. You had a fraction of the, so here's the thing. This is why I'm saying it's delusional. You had a fraction of the population, fraction of the GDP, fraction of the jobs that were created, you know, I mean, everything now, look at it. Now people can work anywhere from anywhere. You can create money out of thin air doing any doing stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just such a different economy and environment. It just, it just doesn't, it's delusional. It doesn't make any sense what she's saying. And again, it's desperation, just like she wrote the letter to the fed, you know, she's trying to, Oh, five years, you know, now it's 10 years and, you know, and, and things like that. And I mean, I get it. I understand she's desperate, you know, and, and her world's collapsing and, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know i, I so, don't know how long people are going to stick it out with
0: her yeah i don't know i actually saw i just saw a crazy stat i actually hope this one isn't right but apparently this year uh, when you take inflows versus outflows she is still positive a billion dollars people mm. have given her a billion dollars more than they've taken out i i don't get it but hey it's right
1: dollar cost averaging man they're throwing i guess
0: yeah <laughs> tax loss harvesting <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, now it makes sense. You know, I mean, you're a lot of stocks you could argue are at a bottom or close to a bottom. They've drawn down 80, 90%, a lot of her things. So now's the time to buy. Maybe it wasn't a year ago when you and I were like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. That wasn't the time to buy. So yeah, you could kind of see some inflows there because there is some upside potential. So that makes sense. But
0: that's that is a very good point. Yeah.
1: A depression just doesn't make any sense. Now, a roaring 20s kind of thing. So forget all that other nonsense. Yeah. Can we see an extreme bull market scenario, you know, coming out of this once the dust settles? Absolutely, because again, everything's down 90-95%. You know, innovation is going to keep happening, tech's going to keep happening. Um, you know, all these things are gonna keep happening. Crypto space is gonna explode once that gets, you know, settled and regulation and all that. There's a lot of capital waiting to come into that a lot of innovation out there waiting to happen, but is Peloton going to come back and go back to where is it, you know, is, is Netflix? No, here's the other thing she doesn't talk about that a lot of people just ignore and miss is that the one thing about technology that we know is it gets replaced quick. Mm-hmm. So, it does, you know, you got one, another one's going to come along that's better, more efficient, cheaper and replace it. So, you know, just like batteries and, and the great analogy is go back to the technological revolution. So we went from an agrarian Uh, economy to an industrial economy to a tech driven economy and you know you went from you know basically the you know the eight track tape to the cassette tape to the cd to the mp3 and you know the evolution of all that one thing always ends up replacing another the whole blockbuster you Mm -hmm. know analogy of netflix replacing blockbuster now netflix is becoming obsolete and is getting replaced right and uh, or at least the way they operate and how they are, and the competition that's out there. So that's what she's ignoring. She's ignoring innovation against her own bets that are going to outperform them and displace them through innovation. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the other side,
0: really the other side of inflation. Barron's actually wrote a pretty interesting article talking about inflation. I believe it said anytime inflation was over six percent, it might have been five, but I think it was six percent. It can take up to a decade. A decade to get it back to two percent, and that's kind of the opposite, right? If I look at what Kathy is, or, and Elon and Jeremy are saying, and then you know what Baron is—that's so the other extreme. Um, you know, so t- think about that. You know, we're we're talking about inflation coming down substantially in 2023, but you know, what if it takes five years? What if it takes eight years? That's that's something that you know I really haven't given a lot of thought to.
1: Well, it could, because what, what's what been done so far hasn't stopped people from spending. What drives inflation? People spending. I mean, people are still buying cars at, you know, stupid levels. People are still spending money. And let me tell you, you know, I've worked with people all around the world. There's a lot of people still have a lot of money, you know, and we've seen real estate values. We've seen stock portfolios that are <laughs> declining now, crypto. But a lot of people took money off the table. There's a lot of money on the sidelines so I think, you know, like to the point of the whole stock market, I mean, there's a lot of money on the sidelines that are waiting to come back into the markets at the right time. As we yeah. see with these rallies, somebody's buying that stuff. Yeah. You know, so. it's a,
0: it is a two party transaction. You're right. Yeah. Somebody's buying some pension selling. funds that
1: need to earn yield and endowments and things like that. So there's capital that has to allocate. They have, it has to go to work. So, you know, it's going to be very difficult for the Fed to destroy demand enough to really bring inflation down. I mean, we have a lot of demand. The holiday season is going to be a real big indicator. We have retail coming out this week. Yeah, of them. that's true.
0: Tomorrow, starting so, tomorrow, I think Home Depot and Walmart tomorrow. We've had strong earnings
1: the last few times, you know, and what does that do? It gives the Fed more ammunition to you know, keep on tightening and, you know, keep on keeping on. And, you know, the way you know you're in a severe bear market is when one little iota of, of a whimper of the Fed doing something exponentially changes the course of the markets. You know, until yeah. that stops, you know, you're in a bear market. That doesn't happen in bull markets. That happens in Good bear markets. And point. so we got retail earnings coming out. We've got the holidays coming up. You know, again, this this next few months, two months is going to tell us a whole lot about where the economy stands, where the consumer stands. And I think- I think the economy is much stronger than what the Fed is is realizing. It's going to take a lot longer than most people understand to affect that demand. So yeah, it could take a while.
0: Yeah. So when I kind of break down both of these opinions, I kind of I kind of sit in the middle of them. What? How I? I've, if you stack inflation, you know, like I don't know, dice on top of each other. Uh, I actually think inflation is going to break down in three components. I think there's the easy component. Supply chain loosening up, retail, you know, stuff becoming discounted because of flooded inventory. So the the question is, how much of, I'm just going to use 8% as a round number. How much of 8% is going to be easy? To me, let's just call it 2%. All right, so 2% is going to fall off quickly. What do I mean by quickly? In the next six months, right? I see that. And then there's the hard. Which to me, hard is we've got to take unemployment up from 3-7 to 5-2. It's going to take time, multiple layoffs. You're going to scare the consumer. They're going to retreat. They're going to pull back. It, it, that, takes, that takes quarters. And then there's the structural really, really, really hard stuff. So the, the question in my mind that I'm always asking myself, how much is easy, how much is hard, and how much is really, really hard? Because based on that split, that tells me how long this could take.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the consumer's still strong. People are still spending and we haven't seen job losses at scale yet that, that really, you know, move into that direction. So, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. And, you know, again, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, could a great depression happen? I don't know. I mean, without a world war, it'd be hard to imagine that, you know, I mean, shutting down. I mean, again, the economy's too strong. How can you, you know, how can you say something like that's possible, but, you know, inflation, you know, can food start backing up? Well, what's going to make that back up? What's going to make prices back up? If you're manufacturing cars and selling them and you're making more money, producing less cars at higher prices, why are you going to change that? Yeah. You know, they're, you know, housing market builders, you know, builders are building at a level that they know people are willing to pay. I mean, people are still paying, you know, exponentially high prices for housing right now. I talked to a couple of people over the weekend that are uh, a couple that's looking for a house and, you know. Uh, they had a young baby, they're living in an apartment, like we have to have a house. And they're like, you know, and and I'm like, you're buying at the peak, you know, still, even now you're still at the peak, it's come down a little bit. And they're like, yeah, we realize that. But you know, we don't care. We have to have a house, we're just going to rent it, uh, you know, as we move on to the next one. So it'll be a long term thing. And we're not really worried about it. Um, So you still have demand out there and lack of supply. So it's going to take a while to correct these things.
0: Yeah, the other thing you have is in builders. It's something I, I wrote down this morning, but did not talk about on my daily financial news. Builders have more options. Taylor Ma- Morrison, uh, I think it's number seven builder in the in the country, is now going out in in de- building for rent communities. That's that's they're going to take a portion of their crews, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to they tested it in twenty twenty two. They're going to do more of it twenty twenty three. D R Horton, the largest home builder in the country. Spent $1.7 billion doing that so far, they're gonna do more of that in 2023. So there's this people talking about builders going to zero, they're just gonna pivot, right? They're, they're just gonna build something else. Right. Maybe yeah, they'll slow down. Doing, do those um,
1: there's a couple of them are doing, you know, rent to owner, owner finance, you know. So yeah. they're doing they're doing them that way as well. Yeah. Like, Hey, you come build with us, we'll rent it to you. And then when, yeah. you know, interest rates come down, you can buy it from us.
0: Yeah. We'll give you a little credit. You know, you give us 1200 bucks or 2000 bucks. We give you 200 bucks, you know, a credit against the deposit. And yeah, it's, it's uh the system will, will keep moving forward. So I think you're right. I think the economy is much stronger, um, you know, going on. I, I And again, I go back to Fed Waller's comment this morning. I, I really think they were pissed off when the market went up 5% last week. They're like, God damn it. Why is the market doing this? We got to, now we got to go higher. We got to talk harder. Uh, It's just, it's a crazy time.
1: It is, it is. And I mean, they're, you know, they know they've got a hard job ahead of them. I think they finally realized it, you know, since Jackson Hole, when they came out and said, look, we're we're focused. We're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to use all our tools. And, uh, you know, 50 basis points for the next meeting isn't locked in yet. We'll have to see if inflation comes out hot. They're going to hit it hard. Um, I think
0: PCE next week's a big deal because, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of data leading up to that that will indicate where does the economy stand, you know, what's going on and things like that. So again, fascinating times. I mean, we, we have no precedents. You can't look at really any point in history to try to think, you know, or analyze where we're going. Disinflation. Sure. Well, prices come down. That's disinflation. That's easy. You know, um, stagflation. Is that possible? Sure. Um, yeah,
0: that kind of feels to me like the, the, you know, there there's lots of options, lots of possibilities, but stagflation kind of feels to me as the most likely outcome. And again, it's maybe not most likely by a big number, but I mean, I just don't, I, it's a weird time.
1: It is, it is. And you just can't measure it against anything else because again, all those times in the past, less people, less GDP, you know, less opportunities for people to earn not only just virtually everywhere, but multiple jobs. I mean, you hear stories out there of people that are working for Google, Microsoft, Apple, all that, you know, Netflix remotely. And then they're, you know, moonlighting somewhere else at the same time, you know, in the same hours and getting double salaries.
0: The all in In podcast talked about, they didn't, they bleeped out the name, but they talked about somebody who is an engineer at Google and another tech company, double dipping on their salary. And, they only work twenty-five hours a week when they're supposed to have two full-time jobs. That is, uh, yeah, that's not good. That's yeah, not
1: good. It happens. <laughs> it happens. You know that that's the whole remote remote world, you know, thing that's going on. That's why this whole job market measurement is, you know, so distorted, and you know, things just aren't adding up. You know, it's uh, it's really interesting.
0: Very very cool. Well, do me a favor, Greg. Where can people find you? Yeah, GregDickerson.com. <clears throat> Thank you so much.